0: Culture. Culture. I cut my way, way, out way out, podcast. podcast. I can't see you Tune you way us in. I'll see you we out. on the grind like that. I put the clippers in my hand. I, I, I got a whole different plan. I, I, I got to see how this play out. Hoping that it pay out. Trying to cut my way out. Yeah, I put the clippers in my hand. I, I, I got a whole different plan. I got a whole different plan. I used to dream as a kid on the porch of the crib and make it big and one day endorse where
1: I live. Welcome back to the I Come My Way Out podcast. I am at Kenneth Jenks and I'm joined by my esteemed gracious friend slash brother, brother slash friend. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Give them the Addies, the Barber, the, the Mike Jordan of the, the show. Uh, happy to be a part of it. Go give, give them your addies right quick.
2: All right. I'm Ashra Knox. You can find me, Ashra Knox, on Facebook. Um, a underscore Knox the Barber four on Instagram. Um, also, Beard underscore culture for on Instagram. And of course, our venture site or page. Um, I, I cut my way out underscore pod. So um, that's where you can catch me at
1: you doing pretty good.
2: How's, man, how, how's the I week, man? Cannot complain, man. Got a chance to enjoy the new grandchild. So ate good, um, man, just need a quick little rest, you know, not, not, not many days off. So everything's been good, man. No just Days granted.
1: off all but, gas, no breaks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And again, this is the, I cut my way out podcast. You can listen to us anywhere where you can, uh, listen to your podcast, uh, most notably YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Pandora, iHeartRadio, just you, whatever search engine you like to use, put us in. We'll, so, some, something that links to us, uh, hop to the top. So we done worked our ass off to get it to that point and, you know, just rock with us. We appreciate everybody that has downloaded and subscribed and we just gonna keep it coming for you. Um, other than that, uh, we have a, a guest that we definitely want to uh, thank for joining us and uh, just get right into it. Uh, this brother, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to speaking Absol- to him absolutely. and just asking him some questions and, and getting some knowledge. So without further ado, uh, let's take let's it get away it, with the fire
2: intro. All right. Um, today, <laughs> after, after hiatus, we, we've been back couple of weeks but we haven't had a guest um this this gentleman um is very inspiring um uh, very motivational um I've, I've been tracking him down <laughs> i know he's a, a, a busy man I've, I've touched out um and was just and continued to touch out um he finally re- responded when he got a chance man and, and you know it, it's a privilege to have him on um, today we have atlanta's top barber educator Um, he's a business consultant, he's an entrepreneur, Um, as funny as it may sound, and we're going to get into this story, he's a retired grooming specialist, Um, he's a content creator, he's an entrepreneur, Um, he's a family man, he's a father, creator of learn more, um, earn more education, he's a self-published author, could go on and on, man, Um, everybody in the game follows him, you know, he, 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 he has a name, Um, mad educator, always um, providing, you know, mad content, um, motivational content. He's, he's, he's very inspirational and he, he's, he's younger than we are, but I find inspiration um, from him. I'm always hitting his page and, you know, he's one of the brothers that um, inspires me to continue to grind um, to try to reach that, that plateau. Um, So without further ado, um, we have for you Israel Wright um, out, out of Atlanta, man. We welcome. Um, we welcome you and it's privilege to have you on, bro.
3: Thank you. It's definitely, like I said, the privilege is all mine. I appreciate, you know, the opportunity, like I said, the persistence. Just continuing to reach out and, you know, let me know, hey, I got something I want you to be a part of. And I'm always, you know, open to, uh, you know, people that are trying to move the industry forward, Absolutely. trying to push the culture, you know, trying to, uh, you know, inspire and motivate other people to, just elevate in this, this industry. So like, like I said, again, I appreciate y'all and I look forward to, um, uh, you know, getting, getting to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: thank you for joining us, man. Uh, no problem. No problem. Yep. So you just go, you, you go by Israel or Israel. Yep. yep. Okay. Um, yep. I, I mean, yep. yeah, I just yep, want to make give, sure. I, yep. uh, Israel. Right. Yeah. Okay.
2: So, um, right. man, we're going to jump, jump right into it. Um, so as I've, I've watched you, man, and, and just your, your content, um, I'm interested just to know about Israel who you are and just your your background okay
3: um well as far as let's, let's, I guess let's take it all the way back so I'm a shop kid okay. So I was pretty much raised in around a um, uh, hair salon a okay. shop nail salon my mom did nails my aunt and cousin did hair and nails okay um my um uh, you know family is just like for the most part, some of them are, are entrepreneurs okay. and the, the rest of them are educators. Okay. So it kind of like all come around full circle of, you know, why I am how I am today. Right. I'm um, looking at it, but, um, I'm from Northern Illinois. All right. Um, so I, yes. Yep. Yep. Some Freeport. You guys might be familiar. Yeah, might yeah. Absolutely. Go. So, um, that's why I, I, I was pretty much raised there a majority of my life. A lot of my family was out there on my father's side and, um, yeah, graduated from Freeport High School. Wow. Um, ended up going to Kishwaukee. Played basketball at Kish. I got um, I got a homeboy,
2: of course, quite um years older, but Chad he went to Kish Kishwaukee. Okay. Yeah, we we're, we're, okay. we're big ball guys, man. Illinois. There we you know, Played in high school. He
3: he follows real real tough. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm up there. I'm a Midwest guy too. So I definitely understand, and I think that's a big part of um. Why I am how I am just that that grind and that, okay. you know, determination, just kind of like, you know, being around hardworking people. It just kind of is a, is a thing. You know, okay. you just understand what hard work looks like and, and then you just apply it to whatever it is you're passionate about. OK, so. Uh, yeah, like I say, graduated from uh, I ended up graduating from Highland, actually, um, I went back to Freeport and finished out my last like semester, graduated from Highland. and then Got a homeboy.
2: that they played at Highland as well.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i um i was going to go to a four year. i was going to go to columbia for business marketing okay um and i ended up trying to figure out like i don't know what my next move is i didn't really want to go into just full-fledged working okay um, but i knew i was like i gotta figure something out so i, I went into uh retail i was retail wise consultant pretty much worked at a cell phone company okay but i was i was do- i was doing well Like i was topping the company great at sales, okay. you know, great at, you know, getting a crazy commission. I was only like 23, so I was making some really good money at the time. Okay. But um, I just felt super like underwhelmed and like I was never really mix- maximizing my full potential. I was like, I know I got more in because I'm mm-hmm. coming from a sports background. So you always mm-hmm. are kind of pushing yourself, trying to get better. Right, And, um, you know, then I, I got to the point where I'm like, I got to find something to do besides just coming to work five, six days a week and and you know, making a check and right. it just seemed like it, it was a it was a rat race. So I was right. literally just right. going in circles. So I decided to uh I reached out to one of my homeboys that was out here in Atlanta. Okay. And uh the the little even the smaller story behind that is my mom lived out here. Uh my mom and my dad separated when I was like thirteen. Okay. She moved out here. I came out here with her for a year. I okay. moved back to Illinois. And then one year after my I think after my freshman year of college, I moved back out here to Atlanta. Uh Then I moved back to Illinois. (laughs) (laughs) And it was kind of like I got tired of one. I moved, you know, whatever whatever the case may be. But once I kind of figured out, okay, I need to do something, I called one of my homeboys, and he was like, man, I'm a barber, bro. Like, I'm making $25 a cut right now. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm like, man, that's like $50 an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could do 30-minute haircuts, make $50 an hour. What job could you do? Make fifty bucks an hour doing something you enjoy. So right, right. I kind of had already said i already been around it, I had already seen it, Um and I I would, I would you know cut my hair and kind of right. you know trim myself up, whatever the case may be. And I think it was like one random day we were about to go out, and my homeboy asked me for a lineup. Okay, so you know I shaped him up or whatever, and right. he was getting compliments the whole night. Like, yeah. yo, enjoying it so clean. <laughs> and these were like I was using Walmart clippers. I'm right. using like know, whatever. But again, I had, I had an eye for it. So I had right. been around it. I know what it's supposed to look like. I just right. didn't know how to actually get there, per right. se. But, um, you know, started doing that. And then I ended up cutting my dad. You know, I was cutting his hair. And he was getting compliments on it. Okay. So I just started building on that little brother in the basement type, okay. you know, same okay. story as mostly everybody. Right, right. Uh, and then from there, I, I just really uh said, OK, cool. I'm about to make a leap and come out to Atlanta and go to barber school. What? So, what? you know, and, yeah, 23, I think I was like 22 or 23, came out to Atlanta. Okay. Um, went to Pro- way Hair School, and um, that's where the journey began. Man. Like, wow. it, it was a lot of, you know, little stuff in between, doing little side jobs just to be able to, you know, make ends meet. But at the end of the day, like, I knew I had a passion for cutting hair once I started realizing, like, okay, I like this, and I like the business side of it, too. Okay. You know, being able to actually be my own boss, being able to, you know, create my own hours, do right. my own thing. And I was the you know first one there, last one to leave type person. So, okay, um, yeah, it just, it just kind of turned into what it is today—just me being persistent and, and having a passion for you know this this industry. Okay,
2: okay. So, at, at what year was it that you you went down south and and actually went to to barber school?
3: Twenty
2: twelve. Twenty twelve. Wow. So you you yep. you've been grinding, bro. You, yeah. <laughs> you've been at it. Wow. I have been at it
3: seven days a week. Just Wow. It, okay. So, uh, so how worked. long,
2: how long was the process um, with barber school for you? And and after that point, did you land in a shop? Like, like what was your next move?
3: Yeah. So that, that transition was, I was in barber school for about a year. It was almost like a year and a half. Okay. could um, I could have finished in nine months, but I was going part-time because i also was working at a shop okay um so you were cutting okay. just, yeah so i was cutting a little bit okay. um, again because i had to do you know i had to do what i had to do during that absolutely. time like absolutely i, I definitely got to make because I, I i was getting clients which okay. was crazy i'm like really not that good in my eyes but people okay. were like yo i'm i'm rocking with it. so okay. um i got an opportunity one of my friends knew a barbershop owner okay and introduced us and was like hey he's in school You know, just can you give him a chance? Okay. You know, so she, you know, stepped out, stepped out on faith, gave me an opportunity, and I did my best to just kind of, you know, take her mentorship and take it, uh, you know, serious and show her that I was, I was about, you know, the barber life and I really wanted to be um, in it for real. I wasn't going to halfway do it. I wasn't, you know, bringing no drama to her shop. Right. And uh, from there, I learned a lot of things. And then that next next step was me taking another jump, uh, me almost in my, my last, Maybe two or three months of school, going to a, a shop called A1 Cuts. I don't know if you're familiar with it out here, but um, they uh, they gave so what, me another. What's opportunity. the name again? A1 Cuts. A1 Cuts. Okay. Because, yeah, where, where is that? It it's in Snellville, Georgia. Snellville. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. And they, uh, like I said, they gave me an opportunity, and it was it was amazing. It, it was really crazy how it happened because as soon as I got there the owner, one of the owners, uh, because there were two owners, one of the owners uh, went to Mississippi. His grandmother got sick. Okay. Went to Mississippi for about three months and let me cut all his clients. Mm. So I literally like walked into the perfect situation during that time. But again, I told you, I really couldn't, in my eyes, I couldn't really cut. Right. So this is all like on the, and these are people that have been with him for four or five years. Right. Um, And he, I mean, him in his own right, he's a young killer too. Like he's like Maybe a little bit younger than me. I think he might be like, might be like twenty nine. Maybe, maybe just turned thirty. Okay. Um, but he owns two shops. Right. Um, he was a licensed instructor. Um, yeah, he he had been killing it. So, um, but yeah, he gave me an opportunity, and uh, I just like I said, I did what I had to do. I, I, I was one of those people that just didn't mind working, right. and um, it paid off for sure.
2: That's what's yeah. up. So, so, so as I watch you in the content you know, um, a lot of it is education. So during that, during that time that you went to barber school, I, I assume that the educational side really caught you. You know, so, so many people, when we talk about licensed and unlicensed barbers, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know, you know, how technical barber school can be and, and what goes into right. that. What, as an educator, what was it about the educational side of barbering that really caught your eye during that time? Or, or was it at that time that it caught your eye?
3: Uh, at that time, I think I had the same mentality as most barbers, just trying to be the best. You know, just trying to cut the best hair and put out the best cuts. But I also realized, like, there was, it was a gap. You know what I'm okay. saying? Like, it was, it was stuff that people were talking about. But it was also stuff that I learned in corporate America that people weren't talking about. Okay. So I'm like, this is weird. You know what I'm saying? Like we are going into business, but people aren't really talking about business. They're talking about just cutting hair. Absolutely. So, you know, I was able to kind of pick that up. And during that time, that's when I started doing like heavy branding. So I used the uh, exclusive, Like I started, you know, going by exclusive. And then right. I started branding everything from shirts to this and that capes and all that. And this is while I was in school and people okay. like, what are you doing? You know, like, you. Yeah. Like right. what is exclusive? And you got a logo, and you got a right. website, and you got this. It's like you know, it seemed premature, but at the same time, it was, it was what I knew to be true. Right. It was what right. I knew to be right, even when I wasn't getting it from my instructors in school. Now, I'm not saying that they weren't doing their job, right? But right. They were more so focused on the skill set, not the mindset. Right.
2: And and, and, and unfortunately, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead.
3: No, I was gonna say, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Um, unfortunately in most barber schools and just the curriculum in and of itself, it doesn't teach that part. And that that's the right. kind of the, the, sad part because you, you learn all the technical um, skills and all the terminology and, you know, the bacteriology, all those things, but mm-hmm. getting out and, and, and being a businessman, because, you know, you're stepping out as, as a, a male or female barber, you know, you're stepping out there and you're an entrepreneur, you know, most people are doing this for themselves. So that, that business, Aspect is is every bit as important as the technical aspects of it.
3: Yep. If not more. I mean, I I feel like it it was never really, I'm not going to say it was not talked about, but it it wasn't, it wasn't taught. It was just conversations that might have come up or like, oh, well, yeah, you know, you should should, uh, get an LLC or you should get a business bank account. But it was never like, okay, this is the step by step, the same way that you're breaking down how to do, you know, a, 14 stroke shave. Like you're right. not putting the same amount of emphasis on how to open up a, a successful business and how to set myself up for success right. once I graduate, because I'm gonna have to do it eventually. Right. Or I'm just going to be one of them barbers that just, you know, so hey I'm just going to make cash and, and work under the table for my whole life.
2: Right. Never file taxes. Exactly. You know, try to find a way to buy a house on, 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 on the down low, a car, you know, yep. in somebody yep. else's name. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah yeah for sure. Man, you could jump in at any time yep. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> well, uh Israel, I just uh, I, I kind of just have a, a few questions that I normally ask the barbers and the educators. but um so you said you were you' were an athlete um, uh-huh. So were you cutting when you was you know still hooping? I'm going to ask that question because, you know, some of the previous guests we've had, you know, that were athletes, they always talk about, you know, cutting in the locker room before the game to make sure they're fresh before, you know, the big game. Who was Freeport rival? I can't, I, uh, who was y'all rival? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't took you too far back, huh?
3: Right, I was like, I, I don't know, we arrived with everybody, everybody like Newport. <laughs> I mean, because you, yeah, I think we were playing all the rock for school. So okay, that's gotta, what
1: I was getting ready to say. And you yeah, graduated yeah, when? So
3: I graduated in 08. Mm-hmm. 08. Okay. Well, yeah, 2008. So it was, it was some pretty good players that came out during that time, but. um, yeah, we like I said, we our rival was definitely all the right Rockford schools from all okay. to okay. Guilford to okay. you know Autumn Falls Boyland, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, y'all low key, uh, but that, yeah.
1: that area low key has 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 done a good job. I know.
3: Oh yeah, that's no because it wasn't nothing else, else to do.
1: Proud of yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so. nothing else to do. So
1: so so just uh, back to my question: what was you cutting in when you was hooping? Uh,
3: I wasn't cutting in high school. Okay. Um, A little, 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 little bit in college. Like, it was one time the, the barber had – the barber that, barber that the whole team was going to had messed – he had messed, like, two or three of us up. Like, just <laughs> – I don't know if he was high or what was going on. <laughs> airlines pushed back. It's, it was, <laughs> just was bad. And um, I was like, you know, well, I fixed mine. Well. And then somebody else was like, hey, you know, you think you could – whatever so he we in the kitchen doing you know kitchen cuts right and i i you know just clean them up or whatever the case may be and that was kind of like maybe every now and then and then one of my roommates his girl was like you should be a barber like wait did you mm. cut your hair is like it's good yeah. and that was not hindsight 2020 20, obviously right. but i remember her saying that but i'm like nah, i'm, I'm focused on basketball right now right. all right um so yeah like very little you know every now and then but uh you know, all those little times definitely they they made a, a impact in my decision, and they uh, they definitely kind of shaped my my future when it came to the different times and different you know moments that I had that uh, remind me like, dang, I actually have been doing barbering for a very long time. Right. I just wasn't taking it serious. Right. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Just I. I just I just kind of try to pinpoint times where people just have that revelation you know of, of mm-hmm. when they take mm-hmm. that leap of faith like you did so all
3: right. Um, right right yeah I like i said i i i wish i would have maybe made a decision earlier but i feel like i made it at the right time
2: like I, I, really I was
3: do. i think I,
2: I, was I was going to say go timing ahead. is everything man
3: yeah, it is. Damn. Like, I was in a, I was in a space where I was like, I need something else. Like, I, I, I was literally yearning, like, that next level of life. And I right. um, I feel like if I would have done it right out of college when I first graduated, like I was being told to do, right. I wouldn't have had the same passion for it. Right. I would have, you know, I would have been young and probably would have.
2: Or maybe the, the, the same way. success. But
3: maybe. You, uh, know, you know, maybe it would have happened
2: sooner. Be, you know, I don't it, know, but... I, this is my thing. I mm-hmm. think we're in the golden era of barbering. Um, I agree. You, you, you know, me personally, I'm 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 44. I've worked in local school districts. I coach basketball at the mm-hmm. the middle school level and the high school level. I've been lic- a licensed barber for over 20 years, and I've always cut. But in the last two two and a half years, I went full time. Just you know, my kids older. Everybody out the house. Mm-hmm. Just you know, said my, my wife. Said, "Look, get out there and jump." And right, I, I I often said, "Well, man, I should have been just doing this full time earlier." But I'm not sure that the grind, the passion, like like you were saying, and now where we're at in the industry, I think yeah. it's perfect timing. So, just to segue into that, because you know, just for the listeners, can if you don't mind, can you tell us how old you are? I'm 31. So you're 31. So now we're getting mm-hmm. ready to hit them with, 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 with the Mike Tyson uppercut. So you're 31 <laughs> and you're a yes. retired barber. Yes. Yes. Talk to us about <laughs> retired barber, how you were able to do that, switch lanes, still within the barber industry, and have success in what you're doing.
3: Right. Um. So I've been doing – well, okay. I guess let, let me see. I first took, I took my first legitimate one-on-one course. Um, this was in 2015, I want to say, and uh, I took it more with Morano. I don't know if you're familiar, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. I, I I went and studied with him uh, for a day. It was just a day course. It was like maybe like six hours or something like oh. that. Okay. Um, first first big investment I ever made. So it was about two grand. Okay. Um, flew out there for the day, came back, and the, th- the thing about it was it wasn't like i didn't some of the services i did not know about okay some of the services i remember learning in school like facials and, right you know right. different types of one of my instructors she was big on shampoos so like scalp okay. treat and stuff like that okay she was you know they were dropping the gyms but he just put yeah. it together in a curriculum form mm. and that was the most effective way for me because and then that just gave me yeah. that like oh man i could be Teaching what I know too, because right. there's stuff that I'm doing that people are like, "Yo, it's dope! How are you doing it?" Right. And I'm just like, uh, I mean, I, I just do it. I don't know. Right. So I took the time to really put together my own program, like my own mm. curriculum for people to learn through, wow. and uh, that's why I came up with Next Level Learning. Wow. And uh, yeah, I guess the, the transition was me having that that light bulb go off. Like, man, okay, I have a shop. You know, I have my own men's grooming spot that we have. Um, How can I be more effective? Because being behind the chair, you know, you're there all day, but I got a a full staff. So I have, you know, six other barbers. Plus I have, you know, receptionists. You got, you know, uh, Mm. videographer, photographer. We got, you know, all these different pieces to it. But I'm like, I can't really be effective behind this chair because I'm booked. So if something needs to be done, if something needs to be handled, a call, or somebody coming in, want to do a, a face-to-face, whatever, right. you know, I'm in the middle of cutting hair. Right. So I'm like, how can I be more effective, you know, maximizing my time? And then also it's like you can't really pour into your staff when you're booked like that. Mm, because we are getting back to back, back to back back clients. And it's true. like if one of my staff have a question or they want to offer service or they want to learn something different they don't have that person to reach out to for. everybody's just kind of like learning from each other. Like me, everything that I learned, I want to be able to pour into them. Right. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of happened. I had a mentor that really like, he's like, man, you gotta get out of the day to day. Like you mm. have to step away from the business because if you don't, it's you're not going to, you don't know if it's actually going to work or not because mm. you're there all day, every day. Right, and, and it was just that, that realization that like, if I have to be there all day, is it really working? Or am I just there to micromanage it and to make sure that everything is going the way, you know, so setting up systems, setting up processes, setting up structures so I don't have to be there for it to still work. Um, And then I just realized, like, man, I could could literally supplement my day-to-day with uh, my clients and just focus on barbers, you know what I'm saying, focus on helping them. And education is so important, you know, it's never going to not be a thing. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I, I just I kind of put myself in a position and saw like, OK, cool. How can I make the same amount in less hours doing something I really enjoyed doing, which was the education? And I figured wow. it out. So, you know, that really helped me transition into uh, re- my first part of retirement. Obviously, it doesn't mean I just sit at home and not do right. nothing. Absolutely. But <laughs> right. it's it, you know, how can I make it make more sense than uh, what I was doing before? Because that just kind of shows a different level of growth in my Absolutely. career, the fact that I don't have to. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's wow. how it happened. Yeah, man.
1: So I'd imagine if wow. if you were that passionate in the educational uh, aspect of the profession, that uh, when you went to, I always ask the barbers, were you a good, were you a a good student when you went to barber school initially yourself?
3: Oh, uh, yeah, I was relatively good. My thing was, I was just. Uh, I was, like, overly ambitious, not in a bad way. I was just, like, one of those people that were, like, during school, I was going to shows and expos, and I was always – if I was ever missing school, it was to be able to go and do something else related to barber. So I would go across the country and go to different, you know, classes, and CT barber battle, go to Vegas mm-hmm. for an exotic show, go to mm-hmm. Florida and Texas, and I was all over place. Wow! But it was because I was just I had such a passion for it, and I wanted to do more than you know the average barber. So I needed, I know I needed to stretch myself and and go and put myself in those places and positions. And if I see these are the, where the top barbers are, I want to go be a part of that. I want to go see what they're doing, what they're talking about. You know, so that kind of opened up, and I also opened up my network. You know, now I, I know barbers all over the country, so that definitely helped me a lot. Right. Nice.
2: So I, I was actually. And, and that was a good question because I was going to ask. So in a lot of barbers would say, you know, your transition has been a short time frame, man. You've done right. some amazing things from going to not barbering early to hitting mm-hmm. it at 2012 and hit the ground running. Right. So I see you have, you know, you know, you have a lot of influence in, in the industry. Um, you know, you, 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 have connections and, and and followings and relationships with who's who in the industry was a big part of that. How, how did you gain the, the moment? How would you say you gained the, the momentum, especially in such a short period of time where you could walk away from the day-to-day part of the chair and, and be comfortable with saying, okay, I, I have enough. To still maintain financially. You know, I have the connection, I have the knowledge, I have the following to, to still maintain. How were you able to gain that following in such a short period of time and just your your, your name in the industry? Period.
3: Man, God. <laughs> For real. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, really, I mean, he he just, you know, being able to be confident in myself and try to put myself around people that are um you know trying to better themselves trying to go to that next level trying to elevate also but also trying to connect you know what i'm saying a lot of people might di- uh, uh, disconnect and be distant because they feel like they're so you know whatever like once you find that good core group of people that are that are okay with sharing information or hey I'm, i want to invest in you or mm-hmm. hey i want to you know help you mm-hmm. during this process because i see something in you the potential is there whatever like you got to really hone in on that. And I, I think me just being, you know, transparent with them and, and letting them know what I was trying to accomplish. I was always able to find the right people. You know, I was always putting out the good energy that people want to either be around or associate themselves with. So that, um, you know, that definitely helped me. Like I said, me just focusing on, I know where I'm trying to get. I just got to figure out how to get there. That's right. it. Like me right. having that end goal in mind, you knowing that, you know, I'm not trying to do average stuff. So that kind of helped me, you know, uh uh distance myself from stuff that I knew wasn't gonna help benefit my my long term. Wow. So I was always able to kind of identify like, okay, yeah, I, if everybody's doing this, I'm gonna do the opposite. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I want to make sure that I I don't even want to fit it. Like I want to be the the oddball. I want to be the person because right. that's usually the the person that ends up elevating because it's like dang, okay, they they created their own lane. Right. So um yeah that's that's really what I wanted to do was just make sure I wasn't being compared to you know, the next person because of me trying to be like that, like create my own thing. And uh that's what it seems like I've been doing. So I'm gonna just keep doing it. That's yes, man. Congratulations, man. So thank you, so bro.
2: thank you. A question, me, me and me and my partner, we we often talk about we we live. Are you familiar with Champagne at all? Being from Illinois?
3: Yeah. Okay. For sure, yeah.
2: So with it being a, a smaller community, right? Um we oftentimes, you know, I've, I've, I've been so close to, to moving. I just opened a shop, actually, June 1st. That's um, and, and appreciate it. And, and it was kind of, it, it, it was God saying, I was ready to go. I was ready to move. Georgia was one of the places I was looking at. Arizona was another. Um, okay. And it was really okay. close, but things had been going so good. It was almost like, look, God said, for the time, this is where you need to be. Could Israel, right, that we're speaking to now with your success in the industry, could you have accomplished that in your hometown? No, <laughs> I don't think
3: so. <laughs> um, like I said, I, I I wanted to separate myself on purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and then the fact that I had that that uh, that outlet or that that resource, which was my mom, mm-hmm. you know, her being here, that gave me that out. And right. I think everybody has to figure out, like, if you if you have somebody, you got a family member that you can stay with for three months or whatever, just do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? If it's going to really help you because um, it is tough, but it's also tough to stay, right. you know? So yeah. it's yeah. like, you know, a lot of people will get comfortable and be like, oh, okay, this is kind of like my, this is my hometown. This is where I'm from. You know, all the right. people know me. I don't want to start over. Right. But it's like, do you want to continue to do the same thing or right. do you want different results? You right. know, so I, I knew I had to make that leap eventually, but I didn't. I said either I was going to make it going to Columbia okay. or I was going to make it, you know, taking a chance on myself and doing something that I, I had I had grown a passion for. Because I knew I wasn't going to the league. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was right. five, five, 10 150 pounds at that time, Like I wasn't. <laughs> going. Right. Um, and I was like, I, I got to make a decision because stuff about to get real you know what right. saying like basketball is over life is about to like re- really get real so uh, right. I I knew I had to make a move and I, I, I I'm i thankful that one that my mom was here but two that it was a, a, a open-arm situation she welcomed me to hey you know take your time whatever you gotta do I'm here to support you you know whatever whichever route you take and uh you know you gotta appreciate those people that's why I, I bust my ass the way I do now just to be able to you know, do little things for her. And, you know, obviously my ultimate goal is to help her retire,
0: mm-hmm. you know, but
3: it is it, one of those things where, you know, when you have e- even just a little opportunity or a little resource or connection, like sometimes you just got to take it. Man, right. You never know. You know and I'm saying you never know that could be the thing that really changed your life and because I had that resource or I had that out. My life has been completely different. That's what's for up. sure. Damn, That's uh,
2: what's up. So with the whole re- retirement thing and so you still been in the industry how were you mm-hmm. how were you able to maintain financially was was it a thing one of those things like look you know I'm, I'm feeling this I'm gonna jump out here I got my barbershop you know already going I'm gonna jump you know a leap of faith how 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 was it to be able to you know financially was it was it a struggle at first and it gradually grew or did you continue to hit the ground running? How, how did that, that work for you? Uh,
3: I think it's just really a, a, a mind shift. Honestly, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I know how much I can make behind the chair mm-hmm. looking at the numbers. Okay, cool. This is how much my classes are. How many classes do I need to do to add up to how much, you know, okay. I would make it behind the chair. Okay. And from there, then it's just figuring out like, okay, what type of uh, education do I want offer? To... Plus you got to think I have, I got um books you know, I have the right gloves. So I have products, you know, I have other things that um, also create, you know, income. So right, right, even with right. the books, you know, I can go do speaking engagements. I can do, you know, but this me not being behind the chair, really opened up more opportunities because when I'm working, obviously my hands can't talk. I can't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But if I had more time, then it's like I can create more opportunities for myself based off of what I've already created. Absolutely. You know, so I've done, um, I've done. I mean, pretty well, honestly. I've done pretty well, um, and now it's just time to automate everything to make it to where it's like you know running without me really having to be there. That's what's but, up. But um, as, of, as of now, it's it's been working, man. That's, That's what's working.
2: And and so yeah. when you made that decision, you had already built up your following, so so you knew look, I'm already doing some classes. Now let me mm-hmm. just go full throttle.
3: Yeah, like I said, I've been doing classes since okay. probably 2000, right when I took that class, 2015. I think two weeks after I took that class, I came back and taught a class. Right. Now, it was a one-on-one. It was my first one-on-one I had ever done, but it was somebody that was like, hey, yo, I know you just went and learned this. Mm-hmm. You know, can you teach me? And I was like, man, why not? Um, so, yeah, that and that really opened up doors because then it was like, hey, okay, well, I can do a class for 1500 bucks for five hours or whatever the case may be, and this makes way more sense than Cutting, you know, to make $1,500 in however long it's going to take. And that was back then. Now my classes are a lot more shorter because I know I cut all the fat out. I give people exactly what they need. Um, Then I was just trying to, like, tell them everything I knew. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you learn. You learn. You learn your process. You learn your systems. Um, And, uh, you know, now I'm even helping other people teach classes. So it's it's definitely dope. It's definitely a dope. dope, uh, That's
2: what's up. So you, you got a question? Go yeah, forward.
1: I I have two questions. Um, okay. Uh, so I'm always just trying to pick people's you know the the, the journey. Um, so just out of curiosity, I mean, of we 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 up here, we it, of course I guess maybe even everywhere it's it's, it's a a migration, you know, to mm-hmm. Atlanta. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, um, how, what, what took your mom to Atlanta? And then the second question is, um, when you started putting the classes together, can you just kind of be a little, uh, I would like to, to just know, like, did you have a team? Did you like, how did it all come? you know from an uh thought and idea to actually um to fruition the, yeah mm-hmm. to fruition
3: okay which which part of the like did i have a team back then or do i have one now I mean so part? when you when
1: you so so when you pretty much said i need to get from behind the chair i have these uh other aspirations and you know, gifts that I can give to the industry. I I guess I'm asking, take a step by step to, to, from how it started, you know, from the thought of course, and to the steps that it took to really come to fruition, to be where you're at, you know, doing it full time now. Cause I just want, I, I want the listeners to, you know, because we talking about the success and we celebrating the success, but I know it had to be some peaks and valleys in this whole process.
3: Absolutely. Um, So the first part about uh, how my mom got, well, I said my mom uh, mom and my dad separated when I was 13. So that's what brought her out here. And then one of her best friends um, was moving out here already. So it kind of was like one of those situations where that was like my auntie and they, you know, pretty much was like, Hey, let's just, you know, grab a spot together and, okay. you know, see what we can do. Both of them taking a chance, you know, uh-huh. into a new space. Yeah. Um, so it all, it, it, it all kind of worked out for the better. Um, and then as far as like the, the team and and whatnot, yes, um, i you know, did my best to create a, a a good team of of trustworthy barbers and just people around me, from brand managers to videographer, photographers, and you know. But before all of that, you know, I was doing everything myself. Okay. So, but what I, I what I always tell people too is like the persistence and consistency is what I think drew people to me to okay. where they're like, you know, like my videographer, and photographer, they came out of left field, they came out of nowhere, and were like, hey. We want to do you know some free work for you man we see what you got going on we love it you know can we just shoot some free content for you this is like three years ago mm. came out i'm of I'm i didn't know them from a can of paint never saw them before that work was amazing like all the content that you see right. that me you know that i post and videos like that's them and um, you know at, for i want to say maybe about a year man we were doing they were doing it for free i would give them haircuts you know, just kind of bartering and, and using right. what I have, but I'm, like, man, I can't pay y'all right now. Like, right. I wanna, I wanna be able to continue with you, and your work is amazing. But I right. probably can't. Whatever your rates are, right. I don't think I can pay it right now. Right. <laughs> like, I just don't. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Like, we, 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 just are bought into the vision. We want to be a part. You know, and and, and we want to just keep. But what I did was, and this is the, the importance of networking and, and, and connecting people. I just, I gave them all of, like, anybody that I knew that needed a videographer or photographer, mm-hmm. I was just dishing them out, like, you right. know, literally on some point guard stuff, like, be playing right. basketball. So, so you, I you would text? give them... Yeah, like, I, I, <laughs> I literally was, like, getting them gigs with Home Depot and getting them gigs with, um, you know, some big companies and corporations and people Let's that see. were, like, in my network that I built over the past years, you know, that needed content because they're seeing what I'm putting out. And they're like, yo, who's your videographer? Wow. So I'm like, I can't pay y'all out of my pocket, but I can definitely do some referrals. Right. You know, and make sure that y'all are straight. So right. that worked for some years. That definitely worked for probably like the first year and a half, two years before I could put them on payroll. That's what's up. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. So yeah, what were some of
1: the besides besides not really having the capital? What were yeah. some of the uh some of the rough points, I mean, cause I, I just want the balance, you know, to, cause I know everything is just, did not come easy. Like, I mean, I know, you know, what were some of the,
3: uh, um, let me you know, think, man. so many of them. <laughs>
1: obstacles, I, I call them opt- obstacles.
3: Yeah, that's all it is. Um I would say during the uh, the construction process, I had a contractor that left with a good lump sum of money that was supposed to do some work and did not. And it, it put me back so far behind, mm. literally like probably probably two or three months behind. Mm. Um, because they left mid-project. Like they were mm. supposed to do stuff and just disappeared. Wow. Probably about it's like 35,000, like mm. just vanished. <laughs> wow. So uh yeah, but that was definitely one of the, you know, adversity, uh adverse moments. Um, and that's one of many. Uh even before that, um, transitioning from, cause I was in a suite. So before I opened up my shop, I was in a suite Okay. and, um, you know, coming down to those last days to where it's like, okay, Hey, your, your lease is about to be up. You know, I know you're trying to get into this new spot, but, um uh, luckily the owner, you know, we were on pretty good terms. So he was like, Hey, I'm gonna move you into this other suite for, you know, next couple of weeks. I know you are talking about your transitioning. I understand. Um, you know, just keep me posted on what's going on. And he let me rock for maybe like a month and a half, he didn't even charge me wow didn't even charge me at all and then and then he paid me my uh my uh what's it called the deposit back right. um and, and it came at the perfect time right. i mean it it's like out of nowhere i think i might have been walking into the store and i know i had invoices to pay and this and we was just you know i think it was like 750 or something like that but it was still like the perfect time because i'm like right. man this could go towards Right. this and take care of this person to pay this deposit you know stuff like that so it, it was a bunch of those times i gave list a <laughs> hundred of them but right. that's that i mean that's the importance of like the whole journey like that whole process is going through those different times it, it, it's just and i'm not gonna say it makes you numb but it definitely makes you appreciate the good stuff Absolutely. you know what I'm saying when you got to go through that the the bs and you got to go through those times where it's like you can't really control some of the outcome of some of these things, right. you know, you still got to keep your head. You still got to do what you got to do. Cause at the end of the day, like you can't quit. Like that's not an option. So right. <laughs> you got to right. keep going. You got people relying on you. You got family, you got you know, stuff that's still got to get done. And then you've right. already invested so much time, energy, and effort. Right. You can't just be like, oh, well, it's too hard. Right. You got to keep going. So I got to keep going. Okay.
1: Before yep. we continue, before we continue, I just, uh, you good on time? Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. okay okay uh yeah this is the i cut my way out podcast uh we we joined by brother is israel uh and we everywhere where you can listen to podcasts just you know want to continue the conversation uh absolutely yeah. absolutely so
2: so can you tell the listeners um tell us about your, your classes the, the power calls the book that you you've authored just kind of what you have going now that you do on a day-to-day since um, you were able to retire from being behind the chair, and and, yeah. and how um, how everyone can access those opportunities if, if interested,
3: right? Yeah. So the power calls are definitely uh, a, a good option. Like just consultation calls for um, you know barbers, aspiring barbers, whether they are young, old, experienced, fresh in the industry. Uh, just giving them insight on, you know, how to elevate or different things that they might not be, you know, talking about in their shops or their areas. Okay. Um, those are a hundred dollars for 30 minutes. Okay. So it's, um, obviously a super intentional conversation. It's not just getting on the phone and talking about all your problems. Like right. I, I, I request that, um, you know, the person comes up with three, three specific questions that they have. Okay. You know, and then I can a- answer them obviously way more intentionally. Right. Um, instead of just giving them a bunch of random information. Right. Um, then the book entrepreneur, what I wish I would have told me is a. Um, uh, 12 key intangibles to entrepreneurship. So it's okay. is really breaking down like the process of how to start a business without putting any money down. OK. So obviously the intangibles are things that are already in you. You can't touch them. They're just there. So like your energy networking trust all the stuff that i talked about you know before right, right was really just like it i put it i compiled it into a book and i was able to build this behind a chair that's what's you know up. what i'm saying so i i wrote it while i was having conversations with clients and family and wow. Wow. you know the 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 person that was just about to go to college person that just got out of jail person that just got their first big job person like all those conversations compiled right. into like finding the silver lining between okay, man, this person is successful because of this, this person is successful because of that, this person is about to be successful or they're unsuccessful because of these things, all right? So, yeah, all, all those things played a part into how the book came. Um, but like I said, being intentional behind that chair really helped me, um, just build out the entire book, which is crazy because right. you know, nobody during that time was even talking about writing books right. and um, doing it at I think I was like 27, 20, yeah, 27. Um, and it helped me a lot, you know, being able to, again, getting, getting speaking engagements and going to schools and speaking at, you know, Paul Mitchell and, wow. you know, just places that I probably would not have been able to get into if I, um, uh, didn't have that book.
2: So wow. That's big. How, how can, how can, um, we all access your book? I, I would definitely like to, um, purchase sure. it. I haven't been through the link tree, um, in, in depth, okay. but I, I would definitely like to, um. To, to purchase yeah i mean
3: you could go you could definitely go to the link tree for sure okay. it's in there i'm pretty sure it just says my book but if not okay. you could just go to my website it's Israelright.com. first okay. and last name okay and uh yeah that would be the, the, the fastest easiest way but if anything okay. you could dm me you know and, okay. and i could go okay. from there and okay I'd cool try to sign on the books okay make sure cool. you know, i Personal note in there and ship it out within the same week absolutely that's what's mm-hmm. up so, so on this journey for you, I
2: have a, a few more questions. Any questions you have, you know, okay. do your thing. Um, who al- along your journey, who who in the industry have been your mentors and, and people that um, you kind of look to to pick their brains and, and things of that nature?
3: Um, Like I said before, Morano was the first class that I, I went to and actually like oh. learned more than just the haircut. Okay. Um, so then after him, I would say like Marcus, Marcus Harvey, uh, he's definitely been uh, super impactful yeah. in my career, just being able to get me to see the other side of, of this from a business side. Okay.
2: Um, he's definitely the, both of those GOAT status. Yeah. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, no, yeah. definitely, he's he, he been big. Um, I have another that she she helped me out, out a lot, uh, mentor me when I went on set, when I was working on set, uh, her name is Shanika. She was my department head when I worked on uh, Atlanta, when I worked on the TV show Atlanta. And oh, you, were, you worked on Atlanta? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was, didn't catch I that. was a barber for Atlanta. Yep, I was a barber for Atlanta the second season. Really? Yeah, I so just, I did all the cuts, everything for that whole second season, which was really dope.
2: That's what's up, <laughs> but man. I, I just binge watched, just just I watched the first season, then fell off and just binge watched. That about yeah. a month, month and a half ago, man, and and just yeah, so I, do, doing what you do, your content and everything. I imagine that, that that brings those type of opportunities.
3: Yeah, I mean it was a referral. Luckily, you know, one of my friends, he wasn't able to do it because he was working on another um, okay. show. T- Tariq Navarre. Um, he was working on another set at the time, so he mm-hmm. threw the hoop, and I was able to do it. But um, you know, working with, working on set, working around. Donald Glover working around, you know, so many different yeah. other wow. big name celebrities. It was dope, um, just to kind of see how they carried themselves, you know, the 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 little things, just the details. And um, I think she was one of the first people to tell me, like, "Hey, you're not a barber; you're a groomer." Wow! And I think that might have been when I switched from calling myself a barber or master barber to a men's grooming specialist. Right. And uh, it was just the stuff that I was I was doing it, but I really wasn't. I, I didn't think of anything like I said it, it's sometimes I just do stuff and people will say something and I'm like I guess that's what I am doing but wow. um, that was one of those times she was like yeah you're, you're a girl and you need to understand that and she was a, definitely very pivotal in in that that next phase of my career because after that that was when I got into I had just moved to the city okay. um, I literally I almost I pretty much moved to Atlanta for that production because I was living in Snellville at that time, okay, which was maybe 30, 40 minutes away from the city. But we were doing call times at 3 in the morning. I don't know if mm. y'all are familiar with like 7, but 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, having call times. Mm. So having to drive maybe like an hour, right. maybe an hour, 30 minutes, just depending on where we are, where right. set is at. I mean, this is at 3 in the morning. right? So I'm like, I got to be more like equal distance to some of these places and right. kind of centrally located. Plus, right. I needed more accessibility to my clients that were living in the city or clients okay. that were, you know, coming in town because I had people that were flying in, driving out to Snellville. From the airport, it was almost right. like an hour. Right, right. So they're like, hey, right. can you come to me? And I'm like, "Right, oh, no. <laughs> right." You know, you got people coming in from different states that want to, you know, that follow me or that, you know, are referrals and wow. they're like, yeah, man, I'm trying to come to you, but you know it's just so far. So wow. I'm like, okay, well I definitely need to get in the mix. But that that definitely helped me. Right. Uh, once I did get into my suite in Atlanta and then wow. working on set, it just everything just came together, man.
2: That's for up, Man, I, yeah, I would okay. say those two Go ahead. Go right. ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, I was gonna say those those three for sure were were a big impact. And then um I mean I've had outside ones that are focused more mm-hmm. so on business. Right. Um you know, my aunt, she was very in, impactful too, just kind of getting me to shift my mind from a $20 barber to figuring out like, mm. okay, why charge $20? Mm. Why? And I didn't have an answer. She's like, well, don't, you right. know? And, and that was good. <laughs>
2: Right. Well, that's well, what well,
1: happened. Well, as, a, as a client that's not a barber, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I hope it was fun while it lasted for your clients, you know?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and it was very short. It was a very short time. Like I said, I might have I charged it for maybe the first month. And then after right. that, you know, I was charging more than the barbers that had been cut for 10 or 15 years. But it was because I, I, I couldn't make sense of why I was charging. Right, right. Especially when I knew what I was going to offer and what I was right. trying to do. I'm like, right. it doesn't make any sense for me to just, because they're doing it, I have to do it. Right. Or because like, it, it seems like it's a norm, but nobody can tell you why that it's right. supposed to be that much. Right. So I get the, mark, the market kind of dictates it, but at the same time, it's like if you're right. adding additional value, then you get to kind of set your own standard. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? And I wasn't for everybody. I wasn't trying to be for everybody. Absolutely. So the people that valued it, they didn't mind paying more. Yeah. $25, 30 $40. Yeah. And this was, you know, in 2015. So.
2: Acquired taste ain't for everybody, man. <laughs> you nah,
3: know what yeah, I mean? everybody not going to eat steak. Some right. folks like to, right. like, you know, they like the Big Macs. So that's
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just one quick question uh, before you uh, continue. Um, mm-hmm. You you've been very humble, uh, even in talking to us. And something that stuck out, you said, "I didn't realize you know people were complimenting my clients on on my line ins your cuts, and things." And and you were just like, you know, it's it's okay. Like you you just really right. never saw yourself as really being nice like right. that. So has that changed? Do you, you know, I mean, with everything that has come your way, just even though you're not behind the chair, uh, did it ever, did you ever start believing it one day? Like not arrogantly, but just with everything that came your way, like, okay, I, I'm I'm pretty good at this now. I know this. Uh,
3: I think it happened more so after. You know, like the the reactions and the requests, and you know, what people were like, Hey, man, I'll pay you whatever just to get a cut. I'm like, Wow, that's crazy. Hmm. Like, (laughs) it's dope, but it, you know, I think it was just, you never really realize what you have until you don't have it anymore. And I think people don't have good barbers. Like, they really, you know, you value it. It's it's one of those things that you you will rock with one person for the rest of your life. You know, you have those stories that people, hey, I've been cutting him since he was six, and now he's, 45 or whatever right. the case may be, like you have those stories, those was a thing. So um I think that was kind of, a lot of my clients, they knew, they were like, well, we know you're not gonna always be my barber, but it just hit different when you stop being my barber, because then it's like, where am I supposed to go? So even after, you know, I might've referred them somewhere, they're like, it's just not the same. I was right? just, gonna,
1: that was gonna be my follow up question. Like, <laughs> did you give your clients a two week notice? Or I mean, did Yeah, you- I let them know.
3: I, <laughs> I let them know, but it, when I had to stand firm on it because they were, I'm sorry, they were pulling out the stops, just trying to, like, man, if you could just fit me in here, I'll come with you, I'll pay you, you know, two fifty for a lineup, whatever the case would be. They mm-hmm. just, you know, which was cool. You know, it was cool, but I was also just like, I had to say no. Like, I had to stand firm on it because if it, if I do it for one person, I'm going to have to continue to do it for the next, and, the next, and the next, the next thing I know, I'm going to be right back in there you know, doing the same, same hour. So yeah, it's it's tough sometimes, you know, cause it's just like, man, I know I can make, you know, a grand a day if I wanted to yeah. just cutting hair. But at the same yeah. time, it's like, I'm going to go back into that, that circle of doing the right. same thing I was doing before, which is going to really hinder me. It's going to, it's going to slow me down from the right. connections I need to make, you know, different stuff I need to learn about business outside of just barbering, yeah. you know, and it, it also, it makes you comfortable. So you know, my biggest thing is just That's being uncomfortable know. as much as okay. possible.
1: Okay, and um, my last question before I, uh, uh-huh. so with the classes, with just I mean, do you? I mean, I'd imagine you 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 have to own your skills. Like I mean, if you're doing a class, you might have to pick up a clipper and and, and like you know, I do do this so. Because yeah. you're not in the chair, I mean, do you do you still find time to really just uh, cut, even though you're not, you know, doing it full time, like, or you're retired? I mean.
3: Not really, really, <laughs> really? Not really, not really. I, I gave all my clippers away to my my barbers that were in the shop. Wow. Everything, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, every now and then, but it's. Yeah, very so is it rare. like riding I mean, a bike?
1: I mean, it, it, you just—is it because it is. You, you're, you're still around the game that you probably know, like I can still do this really, really good?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think I was doing it for almost ten years, so it's obviously there are certain things and you know right. stuff, but for the most part, now I now two years from now it will probably be a different conversation, but right now I, I could still pick up a pair of Clippers and be fine. Right. But like I said, not doing it for a longer time, obviously, it's I'm gonna be a lot more rusty. Um, you know, the game will probably change two or three times, but right. um, especially just from enhancements to you know different peop- uh, tools that are being used. got I right. think everything's wireless now. Right. Um, you know, it's just a, a lot of different changes in, in, in uh, technology for what's going on industry wise, and then you got that whole new wave of YouTube barbers that are like. <laughs> You know, they, they've changed the game, you know, because now they are self-taught. They're not going through the regular traditional school systems. They're, they are putting out heat though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's bars, yeah. like, i I'm never going to school, but I can cut and right. they really can. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So for me, I, I got just a couple
2: more. We're not going to keep you much longer, man. We, we appreciate it. Um, again, this is, I cut my way out podcast. We got, um, content creator, entrepreneur, um educator, man, Mr. Do It All, um <laughs> Israel, right? Um what's been your, your greatest accomplishment um with all that you've been able to accomplish in the
3: industry? Um let me see my greatest accomplishment. Oh, I don't know, man. That's that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, obviously, I can say being a father is probably one of my you know greatest accomplishments, just being able to have two girls and you Absolutely. know be there for them. And I, I think that's something too. Like being able to retire is just giving me more time to spend with them. Um, yeah. even if it's only a couple hours, you right. know, them, those are hours I didn't have before. Right. You know, being able to go to some events that I wasn't able to go to like that, that's right. stuff that I appreciate because I miss so much. Absolutely. You know, even if it was just time for myself, right. I missed out on that because I was just catering to everybody else and making sure that everybody else was, you know, good. But right. um, I, yeah, I think the retirement's probably been the biggest accomplishment yeah. on top of like fatherhood and being able to just have more more control of my time. Um, that's always to me a blessing because I just know that there were times when I was 10, 12 hours every single day, seven days a week. Mm. And it just was, it was normal. You know what I'm saying? It was regular. Like, hey, That's right. what I got to do. But now it's like, now that I've kind of taken more, uh, uh, I guess taking advantage differently of my time. Now I can see like, okay, man, I, I really can, you know, go to, the baby shower, or I really can't go to this, or I can do these things, or you know this birthday party before it was not even an option. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, you know, I'm definitely grateful for that. That's that's for sure. Okay, that's what's up. So I
2: have two more questions. So although okay. you you don't actively barber anymore, if there was one person from any era that you could cut just once, who would it be and why? That's a really
3: good question. Um, if there's one person I could cut. Wow. Um, man, that is crazy. That's a good question. <laughs> one person I could cut. Uh Probably and it sounds crazy because I think he's bald, but Magic Johnson—that's one of my favorite. That's what's up. Uh, one players, but two entrepreneurs. Like he's one of my favorite business owners, or yeah. businessmen. Um, just the way that he you know operates, how many um, different ventures that he's he's gone on, just right. how how he uh, you know he's just relentless. He's been relentless. Yeah. He's he's yeah. continued to set new standards when it comes to being a black businessman, entrepreneur, father, all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, I definitely would love to just, you know, if I could cut him on a weekly basis, man, I, there's no telling where I would be in life. Right. Just off of the conversations. <laughs> right. You right. know, off of the conversations, off of right. just the, the network and and the, um, you know, different things that I could, I could pick up from being around people like himself. That's what's up. That's what's up. Mm-hmm.
2: So for me, my last question, with would- so much that you've accomplished in such a short time. Um what's next for you man? What are, what are your future plans um from a professional
3: standpoint? Man, that's a great question. Um, I think the next thing is really just multiplying what I have now. Like I want to be able to obviously have multiple locations. You know, that's one thing. Two, I want to be able to um you know grow my educational platform to be able to have that like be a thing in in schools and you know from barber colleges to you know cosmetology schools you know also to get my uh, book into schools as far as like the curriculum um because the thing about it is like yes it, it is focusing on entrepreneurship but it also is giving some life skills and some life um, situations that people should probably focus on more as far as just actually Um, being more successful in life, like not even monetarily or financially, but just being able to have, you know, more of a network and, you know, have uh, less trust issues and being able to monitor their energy and stuff like that. Like all of it really is relevant when it comes to life period. But um, I think that's another way that I can kind of impact people at a a different way um, is being able to utilize the book and be able to have that be a uh, resource or that be a reference point when they ever needed some information or some mentorship, they can always go back to that. And, uh, I, again, just uh, being a dad, man, being, being a dad and enjoying this part of my life, um, being 31, but still having, you know, responsibilities. So I want to make sure I can enjoy it, set a, a good, um, foundation, but also, uh, a good example for my daughters, you know, hard work, to see what it looks like, to see, you know, what a, a a starting from zero to building something big looks like, and then just being the recipients of whatever I'm able to do with, you know, whatever I'm able to acquire. So I'm excited about that. And I think that, like I said, I mean, that, that to me is the biggest thing, you know, just being able to keep going. That's what's next. Like whatever, Whatever that next thing is, like I'm, I'm just, I'm always looking for what's going to be my next way to, to, to keep what I have, but also increase it. I want to multiply it. I want to expand it. I want other people to be impacted by it. So yeah, that's what I would say is next. That's what, that's what's up, man.
2: Um, Me personally, man, I would like to congratulate you um, you. for all your accomplishments up to this point. Um, Like I said, man, I've I've been following you for a while. you know, extremely inspiring, you know, for me to be an older barber being older than you, I draw experience, inspiration, excuse me, um, from a lot of different areas, man, and a lot of different people, man. Um, and, and you do that. You're extremely humble, man. Um, motivational, man. Keep keep doing your thing, man. It's been um, an honor and a privilege. I definitely want to um, tap in with you, do the power call. Um, I think you have some things that can, um, assist me in my journey. Um, and, and so I definitely want to link up and, and, and be in touch. Um, definitely. I, I, I greatly appreciate it, man. Just you, you taking your time you. out, man. Um, you know, sometimes and and not really knowing how humble I, I see you doing your thing and you look like you're being pulled in, in, million different ways but sometimes you 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 hit people you dm them and never get a response and you like man you know maybe maybe they big timing me because you, you you know they're right. doing doing a <laughs> thing man so um for you just to get back and man get, give us this opportunity to not only continue to inspire us but our listeners as well man we we greatly
3: appreciate it bro well, i appreciate y'all definitely for having me and like i said the questions were great and- you know, just got me to kind of thinking about some new stuff too, man. I mean, I, I love being able to talk to, um, you know, especially black men that are focused on on elevation. Man. That, that's, that's the biggest correct. thing. Like, they're not talking about, you know, who won the game last night. Yeah, that might be a conversation. But what can we do to push forward? You know, Absolutely. Do to, to do? So Absolutely. I always – I love these opportunities. And I thank you all again for, you know, just having me on the show. Absolutely. And um, I think the podcast is definitely something that is necessary and needed. And I'm, uh, I'm I'm glad I could be a part of it for the, the today. You know, Great, greatly appreciated, man.
1: Yeah, just uh, right. you know, for 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 the sake of the listeners, I mean, just give them your addies, and and this is your time to promote anything you know through our platform. Um, of course, we're gonna blow your mentions up when we post it. So just give them mm. your your you know your socials and your websites and everything where they can reach you.
3: Got you. Um. So the pretty much the handles across the board right now are my name, Israel Wright. So that's Y-I-S-R-A-E-L-W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much where you can find me on social. And then also my website, same thing, Israel dot com. Um, you can find my books there, the right gloves. You can find um, power calls, uh, just different ways to access me um and also uh i guess the the latest thing i have going up in this month of july obviously i have my regular classes but i'm also doing some refresher courses uh, for barbers that have already trained with me that might just need some you know uh, reminders or might just need almost like a progress report to where it's like okay i've been offering this but how can i be better you know how can i do it different how can i charge different uh, how can i repackage this this service and um yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And then the book, obviously, I an entrepreneur, what I wish I would have told me it is available um, and definitely want to make sure I can get that in as many hands as possible. I want to soon go on a book tour. Um, I went on one in 20, I think, 2017, 2018, whenever I wrote the book. And uh, it was great. Went back home to Freeport, uh, went to my high school, went to my church, went to you know different places and I was able to uh, get that in some hands and just promote it. But uh, now that things are starting to open back up, I want to start getting into more schools and especially barber college and barber schools. I went and spoke at my old school a couple of weeks ago, and um, I really saw the impact that it had on those people. And they were like, man, this is what we needed. So I know a lot of barbers don't really go back and talk to these students, and they're only talking to their instructors most of the time. So, you know, if I can help impact them, but also, you know, get the book in their hands, you know, everybody wins. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would say is, uh, you know, all for me. And I hope to, you know, hear from a lot of y'all soon. All right.
2: All right. Cool. Just as we sign out, man, um, every time we sign out, I just thank all the Clipper companies, Wall, Oyster, Andes, um, JRL, Formas, um, just everybody, Babilis, everybody that allows us as barbers to um, do what it is that, that we do and allow us to cut our way out. So we appreciate it, my brother. Um, be in touch. We'll send you the link. My buddy, he, he's, he's going to do the editing. I'll make sure um, that I send you the, the link as well. If you could also push it on, on your side, we would greatly appreciate it. And I'm going to um, DM you because I, I also want to order the book. I, I would love for you to sign it. Um, and, and so I'll chop it up with, with you about that and the power classes as well. Oh, sounds right. good to me, man. I appreciate it. Right, cool. You want to take
1: us out, Jay? All right. So, uh, this is the I Come My Way Out podcast. Uh, great guest, Israel Wright. Um, everywhere you can listen to podcasts, I Come My Way Out. Put us in your ser- favorite search engine. Um, thank you to all our YouTube subscribers, our listeners on all platforms. Another good one. Yes, sir. Um, yes, Another sir. Another one in the
2: books. It was great
1: yep cool. and uh we're gonna sign out all right Peace appreciate y'all. you man you you have a good one and i'll
2: right, definitely be in touch
0: all right appreciate sounds it sounds good thank you all so much times, my mom had to do it all working two jobs to provide while i pursue the ball hoop dreams no problem doing my own thing stepped in the world to get a win for the home team lace the sneakers for the crowd in the bleachers this but get away from the lesson like beaches but five nine don't follow the league guidelines part Of a champ, but I gotta tuck my pride now. Off to college for the knowledge, try my hand at math. But one call from back home really changed my path. My first born, now I got a mouth to feed. Told the South piece I got a whole new route to lead. Young father, odd jobs, every day is real Turn to the streets to try to eat or maybe pay a bill Not proud of it, but I got it cooking good But prison time on the mind wasn't looking good I can't afford the price, so I tried the corporate life Something wasn't sitting right, every night I'm tossing life They don't appreciate all my hard work So I went ahead and jumped, let the love work Beer culture, 2020, yeah, we taking over From the clippers to the hoodies that be draping over I put the Clippers in my hand. I, I, I got a whole different plan. I, I, I gotta see how this play out, hoping that it pay out. trying to come my way out. Yeah, I put the Clippers in my hand. I, I, I got a whole different plan. I, I, I gotta see how this play out, hoping that it pay out. trying to come my way out. Come on, baby.